That led me to realize that my gift was in me and I had to find the strength and the courage to express it. 50,000 thoughts a day and 70% are negative. So you got to watch your thoughts. And are you loving your life as it is now? Are you having the joy of your life? Are you enjoying your life? And if not, what are you waiting for? Because we always wait, someday my prince will come. Someday I will have everything. Someday I will be able to really wake up and enjoy my life. There is no someday. There is absolutely no, I promise you, there is no someday. This is it. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realize there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Holloway, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way. Today's episode is the first of what I suspect will be many coming out of the incredible immersive business retreat that I was lucky enough to speak at in Fiji recently called Nurture Her. I actually kind of regret the fact that I use so many positive descriptive words in everyday speech because then there's nothing really left over for experiences like this. It literally was just indescribable. So when I say beyond words, that's actually what it was. If you didn't see it on socials, Nurture Her was a five-day escape to the beautiful intercontinental in Fiji, carefully crafted by two of my favorite businesswomen and favorite human beings just generally. They are absolutely amazing. And when you combine them together, it's a match made in heaven. Firstly, my dear friend, Sarah Nally, who's a design thinker and an insatiable wanderer. You know, I always talk about CZA re-sparking that childlike sense of wonder in life. And that is exactly Sarah's essence. And she's a bit hard to describe because she's done a bit of everything. She's been a corporate. She runs a couple of her own product businesses, but her real skill and niche is in connecting people through incredibly invigorating, exciting, and mind-opening events. And she absolutely did that at Nurture Her. Her creativity and her business brain, which is just so switched on, she's seriously up there with the heavy hitters in the entrepreneurial world. But then on the other hand, who's also really spiritual and was the first person to give me angel cards and has this amazing crystal collection of her own. So she's this beautiful fusion of two worlds that just come together in this way that your energy just, you can't leave her without feeling so excited and invigorated about the possibilities that are out there in life and what people can do when they join together. So she is a true role model of mine and absolutely injected all of that energy into the event. And secondly, another role model of mine, Libby Babbitt, who is a women's health specialist. She's a TV presenter. She was the trainer on The Biggest Loser, but has also created her own wellness and fitness empire, which is breaking away from the traditional molds of the industry and really focusing on feelings and experience. It's not just about, you know, thrashing your body until you sweat, until you sort of pass out. She's really crafted these beautiful experiences and a goja in Bondi. If anyone's been there before, it's such a 
different concept. It's based on workouts that are pulled from real elite athletes so that you know where your training program is coming from and the background behind it. And then she's also got Buff Girls, which is a different offering completely, which is just for women. And that movement has released their own book. They're totally taking over the world and doing so many exciting things. And then her and her partner have New Chief Bars, which are these amazing superfood bars that I just tried the cashew shortcake one the other day and it was absolutely amazing. So two absolute powerhouses of women joining together to create something for 150 other women. You know, you can't even imagine the spark that flew. Like literally there were fireworks on the first night. (laughs) There were Fiji and fire twirlers. There was absolutely everything out on the beach on the sand. And that was just the first few minutes. So you can imagine how it unraveled. I don't think there's a better way to decompress and open the mind than to remove yourself from your daily grind. But to do it with 150 hand-picked entrepreneurial women and a few men actually, which also added to the experience, including my own Nikki boy, and to do it in paradise, it was just indescribable. And, you know, I've been to my fair share of business, wellness and self-development events, and this is hands down the most professional, wide-ranging, balanced, inspiring and eye-opening and an emotive one that I've been to. I don't really cry a lot, but I cried a lot at this one. And I'd say you should look it up for next year, but I think we'll all be back for more. So I'm not sure there'll be any spaces left over after all of us try and snatch up our own. I'm still just so honoured to have been a speaker among the most incredible lineup from both genders, different countries, all walks of life and different industries as well. So it was a really broad experience, lots of different perspectives. And I think that was part of what made it really special was it wasn't just all of the same. We had everyone from the ultimate boss woman, Janine Alice of Boost Juice and Retail Zoo, to Paul Ruse of AFL to give us some mindset tips and even a footy clinic along the way, which was so much fun. And his beautiful wife, Tammy, who led the meditations every morning to help get us into the zone. And then we had totally different people like Kat Hoke, who is doing incredible work in American prisons. You should look up uh, her story and Defy, which is her entrepreneurship program in American prisons, helping to really rehabilitate people and reframe their skill sets. And then Taryn Brumfit, who created the mind-blowing positive body image documentary Embrace, which if you haven't seen, I can't recommend it more highly. We were actually lucky enough to watch it together with her. We had a movie night and it just is a really eye-opening commentary on society and the way that we frame our body image and the way we treat ourselves as a result of not fitting into the form fit that's designed um, to me to be beautiful. And I'm just so grateful for my body and what it does now. And it's just a really nice reminder that the outside is just 1% of it. And yet society and all the things around us, all the mannequins, all the models, it just really conditions us to think one way and then really permeates everything we do. So a really, really great reminder of so many things and just a beautiful, beautifully presented, really emotional dedication to her daughter. So if you are a daughter or you have a daughter, it is such an important movie to watch. I think it should be in all schools. It was just brilliant. And then Deborah Hutton, an Aussie TV icon who was so down to earth and shared so openly and was walking around having the best time, no makeup, just an absolute goddess. And that's not even half of it. There were so many other speakers. I want to go through all of them and hopefully I'll get to go through all of them on the podcast. But then in between there was yoga, there were workouts, it was good food, great chats, so much networking and connection, and then somehow downtime for reflection in between, which is when all the magic really happens. So I'll stop myself here because I could go on forever as I already have. This is like the longest intro 
sure I've ever done. But have a look at socials to see more. And there's also a bit of a tear-jerking teaser video that you should watch that I watched just before and got super emotional about it all over again. (laughs) So today's guest was the perfect speaker to officially open the conference and give the opening address. She's one of the most effervescent and energized people I've ever met. I'm seriously running out of positive descriptors at the moment, but There's just so many amazing people involved in this thing. (laughs) Anyway, this guest is a true Greek goddess. And given the jam-packed schedule and, you know, her jam-packed schedule in life generally, this was an express episode. But to even get half an hour one-on-one with the amazing Agape Stasinopoulos is a blessing. She is an absolute powerhouse of wisdom and love. And I can't really say this short chat really captures her true essence, her sense of humor and her energy that just came out in such full force while we were away. So consider this a taster and you can find out more about her in her latest book, Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations and Practices for a Calmer and Happier Life. It is full of wisdom and humor and laughter and joy and just this incredible wisdom. It's like she's an actual Greek goddess who's come down from you know, the heavens to grace us with her presence. As Agape even mentions herself, to tell the full story would involve a Greek odyssey along the lines of Homer and the Iliad, so we did have to keep this one short. As this and her beautiful accent suggests, she was born and raised in Athens, Greece, with her older sister, who some of you may have heard of before, Ariana Huffington, founder of the Huffington Post. Taking a different pathway to her older sister, she moved to London to study acting at the very prestigious Royal Academy of Dramatic Art with her heart set on Hollywood. But one of my favorite quotes from her is that everything good in her life now is the result of not getting what she thought she wanted. When her acting career didn't take off, she began a soul-searching journey leading her to receive her master's degree in psychology from the University of Santa Monica and go on to become a world-renowned speaker, best-selling author and spiritual leader whose meditations are among my very favorite. She's even very kindly included a bonus meditation at the end of this episode about finding the joy of you, which is so aligned with Seize the A. She's very much about finding your joy and the fact that we've lost sight of it in this modern day and age. So there's a beautiful quick one at the end uh, that you can choose to listen to or not, but I highly recommend you give it a go. It's very short, so super easy to get into. Um, and just she's so calming. Her voice is so nice to listen to. Agape is currently conducting workshops for Thrive Global, another company founded by Ariana, to help Help Change the Way We Work and Live. And she has a couple of other books as well, including Unbinding the Heart, which is also very, very eye-opening and insightful and full of pearls of wisdom. She divides her time between New York and Los Angeles and is one of the most inspiring people I've ever met, which is no mean feat. I'll include links at the end to all her books, of course, her meditations and other resources, and hopefully this short half an hour gives you some insight into her vibrancy and wisdom. Thank you so much, Agapi, for joining us here at the beautiful Nurture Her conference. We have learned so much from you already. Thank you, Sarah. What a beautiful place to have a conference, right? Isn't it incredible? And you are teaching us all how to wake up to the joy of us, which is the name of your new book. Tell us about That's it. That's right. Well, I uh, wrote this book, uh, Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations and Practices for a Calmer and Happier uh, Mindful Life. Uh, as a byproduct of um, my work that I've done for years and with my last book, Unbinding the Heart, I went out into the world and I met a lot of people. I spoke, I shared my heart, I shared my love, and I saw how people were basically struggling with very much the same things. Mm. Like people were stuck, they wanted more in their lives. A lot of women who had businesses, they would feel depleted, you know, 
their work day, the pressure of family and children and uh, making sometimes, um, you know, a living that you really have to match up uh, to meet all your life's expectations and people were really losing their joy. So I, I started to address very specific issues, and uh, one of them has to do, I mean, there are 52 issues in the book, <laughs> but I, I started to really address how we all let ourselves be get run down, yes. to not really appreciate and be grateful for our lives, and, and we take all the doings that become, they consume us. Do you find that? Do you Absolutely. find that the doing? I mean, that's why this, this podcast is called Seize the Yay, because yes. we're all trying to seize the day and yes. kick goals and have output. But I just think we should yay. We should go back to that childlike sense of wonder for the world. And, and, and also to not judge ourselves, because I feel part of what kills our joy or robs our joy is uh, we have this inner critic that is always judging us or says, oh, I could do better or I could feel better or I could achieve more or or then we compare ourselves which is insane actually when you think about it we go we start to look at people and we think they have a better life and and we undermine ourselves and who we are now it's not easy to really ground yourself in who you are but once you start on the path once you commit and you go okay every day I will rewire my brain and my heart to connect, to know that my heart's desires are really to be aligned with myself. Mm. Because that's what our hearts really want the most, more than, than wanting to be loved by someone or s other people. We want to know that we can express our loving and that our loving is received. And you know, Sarah, life is extremely simple. Because it's even now, as we, as we you and I are here uh, talking, if if we just take a deep breath and relax, and if you take one more deep breath, and you bring in a beautiful light to yourself and to your heart, and as you let go, you let go of the judgments, you let go of the insecurities, you let go of the worries, you let go of the thoughts of the future. And you come present in your heart and you say, you know, right now, this is a beautiful moment. And that's plenty. And I'm so grateful to be sharing it with you. I feel like Agape is this Greek goddess who came out of the sky and is so enlightened and spreading her joy and light everywhere. And we've all been so invigorated by her energy here. But surely there was a story to getting there. It's always yeah. a journey. I don't think anyone is born no. into this enlightened state. And it well, takes... I think people are bo were born. I mean, if you look at babies, Libby's baby, yeah. we're born in the enlightened state. Is that then life screws us up? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> or we screw ourselves up, you know. But if you look at children at the beginning of their lives, little girls and boys, I mean, you know, they they have fits and tantrums, tantrums, but they're really into their joy. Yes. And, and then I've... what happens to us, Sarah? <laughs> what happens to us as we grow older and, and life happens to us? So what was young Agape like? What was life that happened to you? I, I know you were an actress. You studied at the very prestigious Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. You've had lots of different careers in your time. So 
tell us about your way to yay. So how you found your joy and, and from young agape in Greece to now? Yes. Well, I, I will condense it. Otherwise, it's going to be the Greek, <laughs> a, a Greek epic and it'll be here like for days. You know, it'll be the Homer's sequel, you know, of the Iliad, the Odyssey and Agape's uh, Odyssey. <laughs> I uh, actually, I, I lost my joy very young because my parents separated and I was 12 years old. And uh, I saw my father suffer and my mother suffer a lot. Uh, my father was also a concentration camp survivor. And I took it upon me to really heal him and make him feel better. And he was, he had tremendous uh, ups and downs. He was a very um, brilliant economist and a journalist. And uh, he would create these magazines and these businesses and then they will collapse because it it was very much about the survivor's guilt, as you know. And uh, I took it upon myself to help him, to be there for him. I, be, I, I kind of assigned myself the role of the savior. And that's something that a lot of women do. You know, we become the rescuers. And I have to tell you, Sarah, that all my life, up until now, I'm teaching myself, Agape, you're not the rescuer. Agape, you're not the savior. Agape, you are not... The, the, the missionary, you know, you don't have to, because what, I don't know about you, I don't know if you experience, uh, maybe you have stronger boundaries, but if somebody comes up to me and says, oh, I'm very depressed or I'm upset or I, I suffer from uh, uh, sadness or I have this thing that just happened to me, I lost my job or my husband lost a job. I immediately want to fix it. Absolutely. You know, do you have that too? Absolutely. Really? Oh, and I have no boundaries. So. Yeah. <laughs> you look like someone who has more boundaries than me. I'm looking for boundaries. Please help me find boundaries. And um, I literally tell myself uh, before, because I do a lot of this work of speaking and interacting with a lot of people. As you can imagine, a lot of people come to me and they, I mean, they read my books, but they also, when they see me, in person, they want my advice, they want to tell me about something they're struggling with, which I can totally understand because I struggled a lot with myself many, many years. So I immediately tell Agape, Agape, you're not responsible for them. You're not responsible. You can give them your wisdom. You can suggest things, but let, they have a soul. They have a, a high self. They have a spirit. You can shed the light for people, but don't try to fix it for them. You know, mm. you know the difference, right? Yes, I'm so, learning slowly. <laughs> so that's, that's part of one of the patterns that I, I had to overcome. And then over the years, you know, I did go to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts and had an extraordinary experience uh, being taught the art of acting. And I was very recognized as a very brilliant actress. So you can only imagine when I went to Hollywood to do a movie that I was hired to do uh, from London and the movie didn't work out, I was devastated. So that's exactly at the point that my life started to be questioned. Like, okay, what am I here to do? And I was 23 and I was extremely insecure. I mean, you can only imagine, I'm in Los Angeles. I. I don't really know what to do with myself because the movie that I went to do fell through. I was dating a very nice man. Thank God he was just really very kind and loving man. And my family was in London. But I decided at that point, and I write about that in Unbinding the Heart, my last book, to really search. And I started to do a lot of yoga. Mm -hmm. uh, I was doing yoga when I was a young girl because my mother taught me yoga and meditation 
in a very young age, which is extraordinary if you think about it in Athens, Greece at that time. And uh, the yoga that I did every day opened up my channels. And then I started, and then I read a book called The Autobiography of a Yogi. Mm-hmm. And um, I highly recommend it to all our listeners. Please, please, please get a copy of that book. It's extraordinary, especially the passage that he, Paramahansa Yogananda, talks about what it is to be an enlightened human being and, and how, as yogis, they live in the Himalayas and they transcend the body. Like, they are in the body, but they go out of their bodies and back in their bodies, and they live for, for, for years. Mm. And, you know, it's extraordinary because as I was reading it, I'll never forget, I had an awakening. My soul woke up. And I started to cry, and I started to weep, actually, and say, I know, I know, I believe I'm a heart, I am a child of God. You know, and I knew it intuitively, like I see you now in front of me. It's like there was no question that my spark woke up. I love it in the book you call it stepping into your agapiness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that made me smile. <laughs> so that, that started my journey, my spiritual journey. I met my spiritual teacher uh, through a, a series of synchronicities. And um, I, my, my teacher is called John Roger, and he had started the movement of spiritual inner awareness. Again, I highly recommend to people to go on the website. Uh, it's called msia.org, and there are teachings, and there are meditations, and there are um, many, many seminars about every single subject you can imagine. And then I embarked on that path. That was my path. When I met John Roger, I felt my heart sprang open. And then I started to study. I started to do retreats. I went to the University of Santa Monica, created by um, disciples of John Roger. And I decided that I wanted to find myself more than anything. Although the acting career wasn't happening, I was beginning to happen myself. Yes. So I, I was getting little parts and I was getting, you know, different um, little acting jobs. But that wasn't the idea. The idea was that I then had to find my spark. And a lot of different things were happening in my life. But at some point, I decided to um, write a book and to do a one-woman show on the Greek goddesses. And that, called Conversations with the Goddesses, and that was almost like my own expression found an outing, an outlet. Yes. And that led me to realize that my gift was in me, and I had to find the strength and the courage to express it. And I, I love the thing that you continually reiterate in the book and in your presentation earlier, that everything you have today, your incredible incredibly fulfilling and incredibly successful career and life comes from not getting what you thought you wanted. Exactly. So I want to inspire people as they listen to this that often you feel, oh, I want this, but it's not happening. And okay. And you go, okay, what can I do today to get closer to myself, to forgive myself, to heal something? in me because all of us come in this world to heal something. What can I do to express more of my love? What can I do to ask for what I want? What can I do to become a more powerful manifester? In the book, I have a chapter that I love. It's called How to Be a Powerful Manifestor. And um, I mean, I love, I love every chapter in the book, but this one is called How to, let me see, I'm looking here. Yes, there it is. 
Be a Master Manifesto, Chapter 48. And I learned how to manifest in my life. I learned by first uh, w manifesting taxis in New York on a rainy <laughs> afternoon. I wrote a chapter in my book before called Taxi Taxi. And I learned that if you focus your attention, if you focus your mind and your brain 100% and you believe in unlimited possibilities, you're going to get that taxi or you're going to get that job or you're going to get what it is you have set your intention. But your intention has to be lined up with your soul's purpose. Absolutely. And you said before that you know, you've had a lot of struggles along the way in accepting yourself and finding yourself and, and the journey to being able to articulate 52 beautiful life guiding quotes that have already, I've already feel completely transformed by the book. I highly recommend everyone read it. I'll, <laughs> I'll include links in the show notes. But along the way to finding your yay, there must have been some nay to yay. Some yes. stuff that you know, you've talked about self-esteem challenges in the acting industry. It's, it's cutthroat and then going through menopause and that whole new, new version of yourself. Exactly. And being Ariane Huffington's sister, exactly. it, it must have been difficult to have, have such different careers and different personalities. And success. My sister was always having bestsellers. Yeah. And I was like, look, you know, she's written 16 books. So, you know, she would be there. Oh, I'm writing a book on Picasso. And of course, you know, she would work so hard. Did you have because comparison of, growing up? I did. You know, here's uh, the interesting thing is that because Ariana and I love each other so deeply and she adores me and I adore her and we are always there for each other, I wasn't comparing. I was happy for her, but I was feeling like, where is mine? Yes. So I was always supporting her and loved being part of her world because her world was opening up my world. And then I was helping her. Uh, very much in terms of um, her spiritual path. She always calls me, you're my little spiritual teacher. And she was helping me ground myself. So there was always this incredible team that we are. That So it wasn't so much comparing myself to her, but it was more like looking for Agape's expression. And that was my angst. Yes. So, you know, I am, I'm, I am so grateful that I, I have found uh, my calling. And um, it took me years, so I want to send a message of encouragement to your listeners that uh, your calling is not set in stone. I have a, a chapter in the book called Finding Your Calling, chapter 52. And I have, uh, Sarah, I have six questions. It's like you ask yourself, so you usually sit down with a wonderful journal and a pen, and you go pen to paper. It's the very important thing to unearth your un unconscious and you go, what am I here to teach? And you go, oh, I don't know. I don't have anything to teach. Yes, you do. You are here to teach something. Your life is a gift. So you just start to spell it out. Then you go, what am I here to learn? And we're always learning something. Okay, I'm not here to learn Spanish. I'm here to learn, <laughs> you know, I'm not here to learn how to manage my uh, technology. That's skills. I'm talking about what are you here to learn in your essence, in your consciousness. You're here to learn something that's a lesson, to be confident, to ask for what you want, to stand in your strength, to find your strength. And then I always ask people, what are you here to overcome? And a lot of women have to overcome the fact that they need a man to always make them feel valuable and loved. So I had to learn that, and I had to overcome the fact that it's okay for me to be uh, on my own, I mean, I'm not married now, I used to be married, 
and to feel worthy and to feel valuable and to feel enough. So that was my overcoming, you know. And then I asked people, what are you here to share and what are you here to complete and what are you here to express? Mm. And what are you here to celebrate? And are you loving your life as it is now? Are you having the joy of your life? Are you enjoying your life? And if not, what are you waiting for? Because we always wait, someday my prince will come. Someday I will have everything. Someday I will be able to really wake up and enjoy my life. There is no someday. There is absolutely no, I promise you, there is no someday. This is it. Mm. This is it. Get on with your program. Say, this is my life. I have this chapter in the book that I love. I'm going to read you this ending of my book, which is called, um, This is My Precious Life. It says, tell yourself, this is my precious life. This life was given to me. In this precious life, I can choose for myself to live in whatever way I want to live. I don't need to prove my worth to anyone. I choose to do things that make me happy. I don't need to prove my worth. I, I choose to do things that uplift me, that mean something to me. This life was given to me to live, to enjoy, to learn, to love, to share, to receive, and to give. This is your precious life, and you have every right to live it in the way that works for you, not looking left and right for other people to tell you what to do, looking into yourself to the place where you know the answers. This is your precious life. Live it, sing your song, give it your deepest gratitude, and celebrate your fullness. That is so beautiful. <laughs> I'm getting teary. <laughs> this is oh, your precious life. Agave. That's what I want to tell everyone. This is your precious life. So I wrote this book from this passion, from my heart. I did these guided meditations, as you know, Sarah, uh, that I wrote them, but I have them on audio. I encourage people to download them from Amazon on any place where you download um, meditations on Audible or on um, any part of Amazon, you'll see my 33 guided meditations. I'm very proud of them, and they have helped a lot of people heal. They are beautiful. I've heard them all, and I will include links in the show notes directly so that you can access those because they're, they're brilliant. And I think one of the important things about meditation that people often mistake is you don't have to empty your brain of thoughts. Not it's, at all. It's not about having no thoughts. It's a, you know a guided meditation can do just as much for you as, yes. as a sitting in silence meditation. Yes, and following your breath, like we just did for a moment here. You take a deep breath, you come present in your heart, you ask for the light, you, you ask. I, I believe meditation is prayer. And you pray to your amazing life force, to your cells, to your maker, and you pray and you say, I ask that I come into calmness, I ask that I come into my my centeredness to my trust and you return love to yourself and you open to receive for all of us we must become receptors of the energy of the divine presence if we don't sit and ask for it it's not going to happen if we're busy running errands doing our jobs paying the bills having you know going to different functions and events and running a business and doing all the things we do but we don't take time to settle 
to become centered, to start your day with your prayer, to end your day with your prayer. Bring in your presence, bring in your soul. Your soul is not going to come in until you ask for it. You don't see your soul, but your soul is there. It's giving you life. Your spirit, you don't see it. It's invisible. But if you take a breath, you say, ah, I like my spirit to be present. And you become quiet and you listen. And you have to then listen to your inner guidance. Oh, I think... That leads me to one of my favorite chapters of the book, which is chapter four that talks about the art of doing nothing. And <laughs> we're so consumed by being connected and we operate from this time famine. And, you know, it's, it's so important. The way you put it was to let your conscious mind go on sabbatical. Yes. To find your portable paradise, which yes. I think is so wonderful because we're actually in paradise. But the, the important thing is to be able to take that with you wherever you go and find the things you say always give precedence to the things that bring you joy, which is exactly the point of this podcast is to show people that other people have found their way to joy and, and the practical tips to get there. So there's a couple of life hacks that you've left us with in the book and, that, and in your speeches over here, like the fact that, you know, 73% of the brain is water and 2% of dehydration can affect your, yes. your cognitive function. There's so yes. many amazing yes. little tips and tricks yes. throughout the book are there any others that you can leave us with like i know you you see cardio as your um the way that sets up your day properly yes and, and how you, is your linchpin the one thing you do every day to get your wheels turning so that if if the one thing that you don't do it then things start to fall apart inside of you what is your one thing it's called finding your linchpin mm. and also remembering that 70 percent of our thoughts are supposed to be negative, 50,000 thoughts a day, and 70% are negative. So you've got to watch your thoughts. You've got to, watch, you've got to write them down and burn and, and discard the negatives and replace them with positive. Again, it takes time, it takes discipline, it takes devotion. Mm. So a lot of um, my hacks is like stay, stay conscious because a life... Otherwise, your unconscious is running you. It's not easy, but find a joy buddy. Find a buddy that supports you. <laughs> Ask Sarah. <laughs> Listen to her podcast. <laughs> and Ariana is an evangelist for sleep, which is yes. something I've you know struggled with for quite a while because I think I'm losing productive hours of the day. But no, no. Do you sleep, value sleep? I value sleep tremendously. When you sleep, you become more productive, more creative. Your, your brain will thank you. Your brain will thank you. I have an affirmation. I have it in my card, in my business card. It says, a good day starts the night before. That's such a good one. So go to bed before midnight, turn off your devices, turn off the lights, put a little candle, read a book, don't watch TV, don't go into your devices, and stay the course. Yeah. And just to finish up, two last questions. The first one is, what are three interesting things about you that you don't usually get asked in interviews? Things about your agapiness that we don't usually get to hear. Well, um, I, think, uh, I think I like people to know that I love country western music. Oh, wonderful. That's you a good know, one. And I love it. makes me very, very happy. And uh, that um, part of the way I recharge myself is I, I spend time with people I love and people I really feel connected with and make make a point to really be with them amazing and then lastly your favorite motivational quote or your favorite piece of advice that you would leave everyone with um 
my my affirmation that I have, and I did it at the conference, is by a Sufi um, poet who was the same time as Rumi, who's my favorite. It's called, My Heart is at Ease, Knowing that 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 Is Mine Will Never Miss Me, and That That Misses Me Was Never Meant For Me. So that if people have, uh, and that's in, in uh, the gratitude chapter, I think, uh, I have that uh, quote there. I'll say it one more time. My heart is at ease knowing that 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 is mine will never miss me. And that that misses me was never meant for me. Such a perfect way to finish. Thank you so much, Agapi, for joining us today. Blessings for you, darling, and all the wonderful work you're doing. Thank you so much. And lots of waves of uh, calmness and joy and happiness to all the listeners. Stay in touch. Uh, I I give you my uh, email is agapi at unbindingtheheart.com. Agapi at unbindingtheheart.com. And I have four uh, meditations I give out for free if you would like, and then you can order the 33 or the audio from uh, the book and let me know your thoughts and how you enjoyed. And you can follow me on Instagram. Yes, it's Agapi Seas. Agapi Seas. And And I will put uh, uh, all the proper links so that you can just click through directly from this episode. Uh, But also, how lucky are we to have the email address of this beautiful ray of sunshine? Please do reach out to Agapi and tell her what what you think. And I highly recommend that you get onto the meditations because they are absolutely life-changing. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for all your support for the book and and, uh, and that you read it and that it really sunk with you. It meant a lot to me, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, thank you for the 52 amazing chapters that are currently changing my life. Thank you, sweetheart. Lots (laughs) of love, everybody. Bye. Virtual hugs. (laughs) So you can see what an impressive force Agapi is, and in person, her energy and radiance are even more infectious. I can't believe you all have her email address now. Please do send her a message. I'm sure she would love that. All the links to her books and materials will be in the show notes, and she's even included a free guided meditation for you all. This one is on awakening to the joy of you, so very relevant to her latest book and to this podcast. Importantly, meditation isn't about emptying your brain, but just calming it. And guided meditations can really help get you into that calmer space. So don't ever worry that you're doing it wrong. And if you haven't already subscribed, I would love you to please do so, so you make sure you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. And if you liked this one, don't forget to screenshot it and keep sharing away. I have loved seeing all of your beautiful messages and shares, so please do keep it up. Thank you so much, and I hope you are seizing your yay. Meditation on Awakening Your Joy Guided Meditation Find a comfortable position and settle in inside yourself. Take a deep breath, and as you exhale, release any tension any preoccupations and any worries. Settle into your heart and evoke an inner light that protects you, fills you and surrounds you. We are going to imagine some colors to help energize you and bring you into greater attunement with your inner consciousness. Take a deep breath and imagine the color red. As you exhale, 
allow the color red to leave you. Now inhale while visualizing the beautiful color orange, energizing you, refreshing you, and clearing up any cobwebs around your head. Exhale. And then inhale the beautiful color yellow. Let this yellow bring you clarity and enthusiasm, piercing through anything inside you that feels disturbing. Gently exhale and then breathe in a bright emerald green. Place it around your eyes and see a healing energy filling your body, restoring you to your optimal health. Exhale this green, and as you inhale, imagine a beautiful blue that is bringing you a calmness and serenity. You can even visualize a beautiful blue lake in front of you, making you feel ever so settled inside yourself. As you exhale this blue color, inhale a beautiful lavender that is attuning you to your wisdom, to your joy, bringing a presence of soulfulness to you. Exhale this lavender and imagine a white light coming from the bottom of your feet all the way up your spine to the top of your head and circling around you. Take this white light and all the other colors that you brought together and imagine a huge rainbow that is forming an arc around you. This rainbow is showering you with a wonderful feeling of happiness and joy about your life. See yourself in a big open field filled with sunflowers. See yourself walking freely with your feet touching the ground and with a breeze caressing your face as you feel the joy of your aliveness. It's like a bright spring day when everything is blooming and fragrant. You're like a child freely playing in this field. Bring friends if you wish. Bring music that you love and make this scene as happy as you like. Hear the birds singing. Smell the fragrances of joy. Experience yourself as a person who is finding joy in everything you do. Bring that feeling of joy and infuse your life with it. Your essence and who you are in spirit is naturally filled with joy. See yourself waking up in the morning, setting an intention that your joy will be present throughout your day. 
keep rekindling your joy throughout your day, remembering that joy is who you are. Take a deep breath and exhale slowly and bring yourself present, keeping this feeling of joy alive. Keep anything that awakens that joy in you vivid in your imagination. Take a deep breath. Exhale. And imagine this beautiful big rainbow all around you, embracing you, surrounding you. And exhale with a joyful sound. Ah. Now then, let's take one more deep breath and open your arms and exhale with another joyful sound. Ah. You're ready to have a day filled with joy. <laughs>